back to our podcast in Mindsight, where we talk about our latest insights on our productivity and self-improvement journey. As always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Yassin. I'm Elias, and let's dive right into this week's episode's topic, which is self-acceptance. A little disclaimer ahead, though. Um, this is the second part of our episode on meditation. Um, we yeah, embarked on this discussion about self-acceptance because we talked a bit about contem- contemplative meditation, which is about yeah, trying to get a deeper insight into your own thoughts while not actually judging them. And from this judging part, we then went on to, man, if we not judge ourselves, is that accepting ourselves? Um, when should we accept ourselves? Uh, this is what all this, uh, all the following discussion is about. And there is, will also be a few references on meditation in there. So don't wonder um, if you want to know what all of this is about, then check out the previous episode. But I think as a standalone episode, if you ignore the meditation parts, it's also still very much enjoyable. Another side note, sadly, my recording program took in the wrong audio channel. Um, sorry, took in the wrong audio channel from my PC and not from my mic. That's why my audio won't sound as crisp as Yassin's but I think you can still make it through the episode without getting ear cancer, right? Um, enough about that, on to the episode. Okay, let's let's dive a bit deeper into one of those Ooh. concepts. Mm-hmm. Because it's actually something I've been thinking about a lot, which is self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. And... It's quite difficult for me to kind of draw the line where it's still kind of a healthy self-acceptance and where it just turns into, oh, I don't really know or want to change that thing yet. And therefore, I'm just going to pretend it's self-acceptance when I choose to not change it, you know? It's kind of difficult for me to kind of Mm -hmm. draw the line between those things. And I think self-acceptance has become very misused in... uh, you know in 21st century because people are like oh yeah that's just who i am that's how i've been born or that's just how i've been for the last 10 years i've accepted myself and therefore i'm not going to change and that's very negative usually okay wait so that i get you right you don't know where to draw the line between self-acceptance and the need of changing um something Yes, maybe maybe saying I don't know where to draw a line is, is is wrong. I I just find it difficult sometimes to know where self-acceptance is needed and healthy mm-hmm. and where self-acceptance could turn out for the worse. You know? Okay. What characteristics yeah. and what habits or whatever are just things that, you know, this is who I am and I kind of have to accept that. And which things should really be changed and therefore should not be subject to kind of this whole self-acceptance thingy. Mm-hmm. My, my thoughts on that, first of all, are there are two different kinds of acceptance, I guess. The first acceptance is actually acknowledging that you are in a certain kind of state or in a certain kind of uh, way of living, um, even though you might see a, a, a way um, a need of changing it because 
you are living very unhealthy. Um, because that already is quite difficult because some people are not even are, are trying to force it out of their sight are trying to not accept the situation how it is right now in the sense of being aware of the situation. And that's this kind of acceptance is the acceptance you find in the, the contemplative meditation. Accepting the situation uh, how it is right now in the sense of becoming aware of the situation. Right. And during the meditation, you are not doing, you are not trying to bring any values into play. Like, oh, I need to live healthy right now. I'm so useless. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a couch potato. That's what you're not doing in the meditation. That what, that's what you. Uh, in the meditation, you want to have space for, uh, space for those thoughts. Um, you want to have the freedom of being able to think about you without being judged from outside, without being judged by yourself, because thereby you can get aware of of, of different uh, problems, of different kind of thoughts that you otherwise might not uh, be that that fond of of letting them getting into your mind. And in the long term, then after the meditation, maybe you can turn back to them, but this time with a, maybe a more judging mindset, and then work on that. And the second kind of med uh, no, not meditation of acceptance now is an acceptance where value is attached to it, in the sense of you are being fine with the situation how it is right now, after you've become aware of the situation how it is right now. So acceptance okay. after acceptance, and the sec and right. just just to just to be a bit clearer about the the terms we were using right now, because the first kind of acceptance I think that's that's very important, right? Like getting aware of of such stuff that's going on, right? And in that way, the this meditation, this contemplative meditation, can't be that negative, at least for me. And okay. the second, the argument you brought was, okay, self-acceptance can't be right in, um, how, how, how do you say, can't be right in every situation. Um, because that kind of, of made it sound a bit, to me, like meditation can't be right in, in every situation or in, which is all, yeah. <laughs> so we are talking about different kind of acceptances right now. And now we can get into um, your argument a bit more which was man, where where do we draw the line or where, well, actually, where what is actually wait wait a second i think it's much easier if we just uh use different words for those different kind of self-acceptance modes you just described i think yeah. the first one is more of a being self-aware and less of being self-accepting because self-aware to me means okay you just realize Okay, who 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 am I? How do I react in different different situations? What's my situation right now? Where I'm? Where am I in my life right now? That's kind of more being self-aware rather than being self-accepting. I think um, self-acceptance to me, yeah. <laughs> I think I think it also has to do with accepting your thoughts and not. I think sure. that's where the second mode of acceptance comes into play in this sort of meditation where you are fine with first of all accepting your thoughts how they are in their raw form before you apply um, judgment so we actually have a, a second mode of acceptance in this meditation yeah 
Okay, right. But still, I think mm -hmm. the first one you described is again That's more self of being self-aware. Yeah. Even Let's call it being self-aware of your feelings and thoughts and all of that. Just for clarity's sake. Then mm -hmm. um the thing is self-acceptance. And I don't know if, if you've kind of stumbled upon that stuff, but I've stumbled upon a lot on that stuff of yeah, just accept who you are, love yourself for who you are, um, you're enough and all of that, you know. Yep. And for me, it's kind of a weird implicit thought in my mind that, okay, um, no, I'm not enough in a way that I could be so much more and mm -hmm. I'm on a path to be so much more. And if I'm, if I would, if I were to just say, okay, I'm enough just as I am and I will stay in that same place I am in right now for the rest of my life, that would just be horrible, you know? Yes. And I find it difficult to By kind of really implement that. Hmm. I, I don't know. I find because it if you're to really able to accept that. you how you are right now, then you, by definition, should be living a happy life. If you can come into that mindset, right? But yes. I, I see where you're coming from. It's Rationally, it doesn't make sense that much. Yeah, yeah and I, I kind of have a hard time implementing. I mean, you know, okay, there's two parts of it. One part of me is like, okay, you know, being self-accepting means you just, you're aware of yourself and you know of your faults and of the situation you're in right now. You accept that as being mm -hmm. your current state, but you also realize that you have kind of the power to change all that and that you're on the path mm -hmm. of self-improvement and therefore you're kind of trying to raise the bar every single day. Um, I think that's probably the way it's meant usually and yep. the way it should be implemented but at the same time i feel like a lot of people are much better at really accepting themselves and really loving themselves for who they are and with the second really just meaning of acceptance yeah yeah and really just realizing th this whole thing of yeah i am enough you know i'm enough just as i am and i'm lovable just as i am and all of that mm -hmm. and i have a really hard time with it i, I feel like especially in relationships I, and yeah, stuff yeah. for me it's like i'm nowhere near the person i want to be and so why would i why would i <laughs> why would i be with someone when i'm not yet the person i want to be and therefore i'm really a quite shitty version of myself in a way, mm -hmm. you know, and it's this whole mm -hmm. thing. Okay, I'm accepting that that's where I'm at, but it's hard for me to kind of love myself to the extent that I'm like, okay, other people should love me as I am right now, even if I were to not change for the rest of my life. Okay, man, 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 man. That's okay. Messy. I have. <laughs> that's that's so nice. That's so, such a nice. Nice, nice little um, point from where we can form a discussion right now. And I have two thoughts on that. The first is, I would say, we are not only lovable, or not even in a sense of romantic love, that, that's also included there, but also in a form of friendship. We are not only lovable for who we are right now, um, because our goals and our aspirations and the ideal version which we have in mind of ourselves, which you talked about, where you want to get and where you are not right now, is also part of ourselves and is therefore also lovable. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I would argument okay. that way a bit, maybe. Um, at least also from personal experience, I can I can support that because people that have dreams or goals in in their mind of where they want to get and where they are not yet right now, they are attractive or they they are like they have magnetic personalities, right? You mean people who have kind of that vision for their lives and who have goals and ambitions and try to improve themselves, all of that? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in, yes, let's, let's put it that way, even though it sounds okay. a bit, bit uh, too workaholic-like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, well, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And... Based on that, it first of all would would um, be fine if you are not there yet to be in a relationship, um, even though you're not perfect. No. If you have certain goals, um, at least uh, if you have a problem with not being. Uh, perfect yet and not wanting a relationship because of that, right? Um, yeah. And on the other hand, I think self-acceptance with the second meaning, which we call self-acceptance by now on only, and the other thing we call self-awareness. Um, self-acceptance, I think that becomes necessary whenever you're striving for different goals becomes unhealthy in the sense of um, pushing yourself too far, endangering your health um, because you want to be more successful, you want to have another million on your bank account. Um, <laughs> whenever your striving for your ideal version becomes pathological. I think yeah. that's where self-acceptance becomes important and that's where where it's fine to, to read those uh, sentences of love yourself and man, <laughs> just be fine with the situation for, for once and don't be that, that hard to yourself and don't be that pathological to yourself. And that's where, yeah. where I can agree with self-acceptance. And right. on the other hand, um, we have, I guess, the, the narcissistic kind of people that um, abuse this kind of self-acceptance um, to not strive for any goal anymore because everything is right, right. right uh, all right in the situation right now. And I think, okay. yeah, and I think we, we, we need to have goals, but we need to follow them reasonable. <laughs> and that's, that's probably difficult, right? <laughs> sure. Um, okay. When, when you just kind of, explained your position i thought about a, th a new concept we can introduce <laughs> oh yeah we've had self-awareness now self i like the discussion man <laughs> and now i think what i realized is that for me it often feels like towards myself by the way it often feels like th this whole self-acceptance thing is very conditional it's like conditional acceptance of myself mm -hmm. it's like okay if i if I wake up at, I don't know, six o'clock in the morning and work out, 
and do a ton of stuff for uni and also work for the startup and also whatever and have like the perfect most perfect day imaginable then i'm gonna love myself or, that, or then i'm gonna accept myself and then i'm gonna kind of be happy with how uh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. day has has gone you know it's it's very conditional for me and sometimes i have noticed it does happen that that conditional acceptance kind of transfers over to other people uh, to other oh people yes life, yes you know or at least that's what you think other people it, think about exactly. you yeah yeah, I can agree. Or, <laughs> it, or it's kind of this whole thing of, okay, yeah, I, I really like that person or whatever, but if that person ceases to, and so, it sounds fucked up, but it, it's kind of implicitly how, how it is in my mind. Mm. If that person ceases to be ambitious and ceases to kind of strive towards improving their lives and all of that, if the if that person sees to do that, then it's very likely that I'm not gonna be around that person for too long after that, you know. And it sounds kind of fucked up, and it sounds very conditional, you know. But I've noticed that it's probably just a reflection of how I am with myself <laughs> most of mm -hmm. the time, and it's kind of just man, that psychology study people. is going getting into you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But what's your position on that? Have you had similar experiences? Do you love yourself unconditionally or is it also conditional? Sheesh. <laughs> Those are several <laughs> difficult questions. My position on that is... Whew. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's difficult. Um, first of all, where can you love yourself? Where, where is unconditional self-acceptance, unconditional self-love even possible? I guess for everything that lies out of your circle of influence, like circle of influence in the thing, in the meaning of um, topics and themes and objects and stuff that you cannot influence. Um, then you should come to a position of self-acceptance, unconditional self-acceptance about about that, about yourself. For example, if you, um, to make it more graspable, if you have um, a certain physical impairment that you can't change, it's out of your circle of influence, at least for most of them. I mean, you could found a startup that tries to make, I don't know, brain implants or whatever. Um, But if that's not possible, then you should accept yourself how you are, unconditionally. And for everything that's in your circle of influence, it gets a bit more blurry, and I don't have an answer on that yet. But those are also the most, probably the most important cases where, where it's debatable, right? And I think dropping friends or dropping relationships with people because they are not striving for a goal anymore or they lost their drive in their life. I think that's an 
<laughs> acceptable position to take given you still try to stick around that person for a prolonged period of time because everyone can fall into a um fall into a let's say productivity no not productivity but uh, into depression yeah that's not nothing to do with productivity we don't striving doesn't mean that you have to be productive by the way striving just means that you have to have a certain goal in mind and everyone can follow in them into a shorter depression or that can even last a year or so but at some point i think it's justified to to drop that person um unless there are other immoral stuff uh, there's other immoral stuff attached to it um, if dropping that person would result in them killing themselves or whatever, some weird scenarios, right? If that's not the case, I think it's fine. Your position. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay. So you could also debate that morally still. Sure. Because, because uh, the reasoning for that, because why it's fine, um, I think... I think at some point you have to take care of yourself in your life and not focus anymore on any others because other people that are not um, able to strive on their own, to live on their own, they are a heavy burden on you. And if you carry that burden long enough, then... At some point, your living quality reduces drastically, and in in a way that at the end of your life you will probably have lived a way unhappier life. <laughs> Put it that way, and yeah, at some point, I think you should care about yourself a bit more than about others. Yeah, and obviously you always uh, have to take into account which person it is you're caring about, whether it's your parents or whether it's a more or less close friend. And I can't, you can't generalize it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Dream think thought, <laughs> the thing is many people get lost or lose themselves trying to help other people, mm. you know, um, I've certain, certainly been in those kind of situations and it's fucked up, man. Mm. And the best advice someone could have given me at those points in my life would really just be, man, just focus on yourself. Honestly, fuck that person and just focus <laughs> on yourself. Because honestly, at the end of the day, everybody's responsible for themselves, you know? And it's some if somebody really wants to help you and kind of wants to stick around and help you manage whatever you're trying to get through, then cool. But I'd argue then in most cases, that's just not happening. And you have to be okay with just taking the responsibility on yourself. Um, that doesn't mean just trying to figure out stuff yourself. You know, if you, I don't know, have depression, then it's your responsibility to, you know, find a therapist and to go to therapy and to really make an effort to change that. If, if you want, you know. Or yeah, problem is sometimes you as a person are not able to do that anymore. 
And I think we're living we're living in a society um, that all the benefits you get from society, you are in a position where you, at least to some extent, should also care about others. But that's Absolutely. the kind of border case where I would that was I was talking about. Given enough time that the other person uh, seems to be a waste to you, you have to take the decision for yourself at some point. Yeah, and I mean, and that's that what point, I'm trying to say with... Yeah. Shouldn't be, like, that point shouldn't be ego, too egoistic in the sense of uh, that person hasn't been has been annoying for me for over a week right now. Let's no. let's get rid of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has <laughs> to be to the others. morally acceptable, so sure. that you don't blame yourself too much. No, that's what I'm trying to say with like taking the responsibility yourself. Because if you're lucky, you know, someone's going to come around and try to help you. You know, if you're lucky, mm. you live in a nice neighborhood where people are all friendly and they come over and try to help you, you know. But in most cases, honestly, that's just not happening. And then I think it's especially important, again, to realize that at the end of the day, it's really your responsibility in your life. Yeah. And nobody can really be made responsible for that, you know. Mm. And that's where many people kind of lose themselves in the pursuit of helping others. And there's also there was also an interesting article I read once where it, I think it was titled Don't Help People Who Do Not Want to Be Helped. Something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was even written by, the, by a therapist. And there, there were all these anecdotes and stories of people who... I really wanted to help their, I don't know, their, their friends or whatever who were depressed and anxious and didn't have anyone and were just sad all the time, whatever. And they kind of told the stories and told the reporter that, look, I tried to help them for over a year, for two years, for five years, for 10 years, and they just wouldn't want to change anything. They were just mm -hmm. relying on me to constantly like check up on them and constantly push them, but they weren't doing anything. Um, and at some point I just got exhausted and I was, I just left because I thought I did everything I could of the course of, I don't know, 10 years. And now it's the responsibility of that, of that person to take care of themselves. Because at the end of the day, if you do not want to change your life and if you don't want to be helped truly, then nobody can do that for you. Um, but I'm, now I'm trying to Man. figure out nice. how that, we that's basically my position. Yes. But now, how, how did we get here? <laughs> because you were wondering, man, how is it fine to accept myself if I'm not the perfect version right. of myself yet? And um, sometimes it feels for you like uh, the acceptance um, of yourself from others, like others accepting you is often conditional. Right. right. And that might also be the case for yourself or about you acceptance of yeah. yourself Le okay let me just clarify my position it's it's a very weird thing for me i, I feel like i'm i feel like there are really two parts of me that are kind of fighting on this <laughs> they can't really can't really agree on anything there's one part of me that knows okay you know the healthy implementation of that is you know kind of accept yourself love yourself don't be too judgmental don't be too harsh on yourself because that's no good you know just try i think in john peterson's 12 rules for life there's a chapter which is called um, take care of yourself as if you were someone you were responsible for helping or something mm -hmm. like that. So basically, just don't yeah. be too harsh on yourself. Don't be too judgmental and all of that. And I kind of get that and I try to implement that and that's all right and okay. But still, there's a part of me that's like, 
okay, sure, all of that I understand and I agree with, but at the same time, I know I could do so much more and I know I'm wasting so much time and I know I'm not giving it my... I'm not putting in enough effort um, with certain things and in those moments I'm thinking to myself, okay, I accept that that's the case right now, but at the same time I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I honestly don't know where I'm going with this. I'm, it's just <laughs> just a stream of thought. Yeah. But it's just yeah, a yeah, very yeah, weird situation for me. It's a very weird situation because it's like, I know I could be so much more. And I already, like, I'm only 19, but I feel like I've wasted so much of my life, honestly, which is stupid, you yeah. know, because objectively anyone would probably look at me and be like, are you, are you insane, you know? Um, are you I mean, insane? apart from the fact, <laughs> I mean, apart from the fact that you know, we've both been very lucky to kind of grow up um, in a country like Germany, you know, and with a great education. St I'm okay. You can. <laughs> 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 oh, <no. laughs> with a, uh, with quite a good, education. exactly. With quite a good educational system. And, you know, in a, we both grew up in quite little cities or even villages where you we were, you know, very protected from the craziness of this world and we had a lot of nature around us and whatever. So we've been very privileged, but at the same time, it just feel that I could have been able to do so much more and I could have been able to achieve so much more. Um, and it's in those moments very hard to be accepting of that and to be kind of loving to myself. And also, it's very hard for me then to understand how anyone could like... How anyone could love me. I'm not talking love in a romantic setting necessarily. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. generally. How anyone could love me if I've been such a waste <laughs> in, yeah, many, in, yeah. many, in many aspects, you know? Yes, yes. But that that's that seems like to be mainly, at least it sounds to me like it, a problem of accepting your past, right? Mm. <laughs> at least at least okay. that part of it you also mentioned the problems where you are like in the present right now and are wondering whether you can accept your attitude to the problem right now should i work more harder at this point in time or can i accept it for today yeah kind of yeah. like that also i mean that the thing with the past was more of an example but sure i think there's also an aspect to that um I think, yeah i think we can at least solve the past problem with the circle of influence again right yeah you can't change the past anymore it's out of your influence why should you invest yourself so much into it why should you care that much about it if you can't change it anyway so yeah rationally you should come to a acceptance of your past and maybe still take teachings out of it um I agree with that. I, I don't think my issue necessarily lies in accepting my past. Because I think I'm quite good at it, actually. I, I feel like I'm not really one to hold grudges or to like think about that all too much. But at the same time, I I think it's more of a, I know, I, I can see how my past has influenced my present situation. And I'm working on improving that present situation so i'm kind of taking control of what i have right now um and trying to improve that and it's just then very hard to understand 
how anyone could then look at me and be like, oh, it sounds so stupid, but like this person is enough, you know? Mm -hmm. Although I feel like I've wasted so much and I could have done so much more and I could be doing so much more. And I agree with the part of, okay, I'm, I'm focusing on what I can directly influence and that's the way I try to live my life generally. But I feel like I can influence so many things. I can influence how I wake up and what I eat yeah. and how much I study and how focused I am and all of that. And I know I'm not really giving it my 100% effort. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I always or often feel like an imposter whenever someone kind of implicitly states that I'm in some way, I've in some way achieved success in certain areas because I feel like I haven't actually achieved anything. I've just been kind of lucky and I've been at the right moment at the right time, you know? Um, yeah. And that's when I start to get very harsh and judgmental with myself because I know what I could be doing and I'm more or less actively choosing not to do it. And I don't know where I'm going with this. Again, I feel like this episode is a yes, very much yes. stream of thoughts, just randomly yeah, spewing cool. stuff out. Uh, I hate that because I'm I'm not making any sense right now. <laughs> no, I think I you're perfectly making sense, at least for me, because or it probably also to many people out there, because that's the very very common problem I guess you have to deal with. Like that's the typical work life balance thing probably. Yeah. Also, like accepting something when it's enough for, for the day. But I think you're focusing more on, on the personal level here right now right you know the thing is the way i've i've been kind of talking it sounds like i i have a hard time accepting when the day wasn't 110 percent productive it's not but it's really not about productivity like, yeah it's not about productivity necessarily i i have and it's very hard to grasp but for example when i let's say okay for example when i was at home like two and a half three weeks ago mm -hmm. and I promised my brother that we're going to watch, I don't know, Harry Potter or whatever. Um, I promised that to him, and I, but I was like, look, we will watch Harry Potter, but I have a ton of work to do for uni and for the startup and all of that. Um, so we're only going to be able to watch that, you know, in the evening. Until then, I really have to do some work. And kind of having that incentive of, okay, I want to spend time with my little brother uh, during the evening watch that movie and I want to do that without feeling guilty and without feeling like I should be working right now because that just distracts me from the moment yes. being with my brother yes. I will kind of put as much work into those few hours I still have left before we watch the movie and try to like squeeze every ounce of productive work out of that <laughs> and mm -hmm. I I managed to do that and I was actually really really like happy with my kind of progress that day when it comes to work and I could like really enjoy that evening but yeah. I also realized nice. that I also realized that if I were to do that every day like that level of like focus and work and all of that I would probably burn out after two weeks you know yeah. because it was quite insane those I don't know eight hours before we watched the movie mm -hmm. and I realized that just my threshold of when I feel like I can actually enjoy myself without feeling guilty is quite high. Almost yeah, okay. high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know yeah, and I can relate. but it's yeah. but it's not something that's sustainable that's the problem mm -hmm. because if it were something okay i can do that every day and i'm going to be fine and i will st still have leisure time and feel like i des deserve it in some way that's cool but it's something that's really unreasonable to achieve mm -hmm. every single day maybe you can have those days maybe one to two times a week maybe two times a week um yeah. but more than that's probably just going to lead to burnout um, so it's very hard for me to enjoy stuff that's not related to work when I feel like I could have done more, I could have achieved more, I could have been more focused, I could have studied more efficiently, whatever. Mm -hmm. And now to make yourself talk, <laughs> well. yeah. how, how is it for you? Because you said it's quite similar for you. How is yeah, it it's, it's, it's basically similar. If I have still stuff on my to-do list, I always wonder, man, I I could have done more. I could have squeezed out 10 more minutes where I prepared the podcast episode better or whatever. Um, right. So I think that's a very intuitive or natural thing for us uh, productivity gurus to do. <laughs> um, right. Question is, then... Should it be? And I think it should not be. <laughs> like, it, no. I think the, the thing you mentioned with it not being sustainable is probably the most important point there. Maybe we should make everything that's sustainable for, like in the best case, sustainable to the point right where we are dying. <laughs> <laughs> because one day we wouldn't have made more. Uh, we, we would have burned out if we lived one yeah, just theoretically right now. Maybe we should make that our standard of how how we should work, right? Yeah. And then it gets very difficult because theoretically it makes sense, right? But how do you figure out um <laughs> your the border to a burnout? Um Actually I, and I then, don't remember I Oh, go ahead, and I I I yeah. jot it down so I don't forget. Yeah, and I think the problem you might be having with that is it's not as intuitive anymore, and you are a very intuitive person because you then need to actually like sit down, maybe even whenever you have thoughts of I could do it more, and to actually force yourself to think about it a bit a bit. If I continue like that, will I still be, um, how do you say, uh, will, will I work sustainably if I do it one, if I do one task more right now or not? And it becomes a very, very rigid system maybe, and that might be a problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, think about stuff that way. Okay, and then there's yeah, also the problem see. of if you come to the conclusion, man, actually, I think I've done enough today, then... It's very hard to still get rid of the thought pattern of, oh, I could do that still. You'd need to come up with some sort of language to talk to yourself, to, to calm yourself down and to tell yourself, it's fine today. It's fine, it's fine for today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and I also I don't have a solution for that because I repeatedly also see myself um, talking that way to myself. And sometimes yeah. I just tell myself, no, it's, it's it's fine now. It's just don't fucking care about it anymore. Let it go. You now are spending time with your friends and just have fun, okay? <laughs> right. 
Um, yeah, I I mean let's let's maybe just clarify for both both of us, maybe to the people listening, um, that it's not that extreme <laughs> as we maybe mm-hmm. uh, as as it may seem from the discussion. I'm sure for you it's also also more of a thing of there are situations in which you yeah. feel that way in which you are very judgmental. But I would say I've actually managed over the last months probably to be a little more a little more loving to myself, yeah. <laughs> whatever that means. Um, and not be too harsh and off that. And I, I'm sure it's similar to you. So just to clarify, we're not some weirdos who want to work 80 hours per week. That's not how it is. But sometimes it's just very hard to find that loving voice inside yourself and to not be too judgmental on yourself. Um, and to the point of kind of figuring out where your limits are and what is sustainable and what is not. Actually, again, watched the video a few days ago right ironically it talked exactly about that <laughs> yeah, nice. and it was like you should i'm paraphrasing obviously but it was like you should absolutely push yourself to your limits to figure out where your current limits are but yeah. then you should kind of circle back and figure out okay how how near that limit can i get on a sustainable basis um but still not burn out and then and every that's basically few... what every young person is doing until they get their midlife crisis, right? Exactly. <laughs> because young exactly. people are always those productive grasshoppers. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I guess, what I'm trying to do. And mm-hmm. it's said in that video that you should probably every three months or something, you should you should again have a phase of trying to push push yourself to your limits and uh, beyond your limits to kind of figure out where your current yes. limits are. Because the chance is, once you find a sustainable routine, um, your limits are probably going to move up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And once you figure that out, <clears throat> sorry, once you figure that out, you can then again kind of adapt your sustain- sustainable productivity levels or whatever to that new limit. Makes um, total but sense. But the thing is, it makes sense. But <laughs> the thing is implementing that and actually doing it. Because, mm-hmm. for example, now especially probably over the next three weeks or something, I'll have a ton of stuff to do. Mm. Uh, even just for that week, <laughs> I, I don't know how I'm going to manage to do all that stuff. Mm. Um, and I'm now very tempted, or I've been very tempted to really just say to myself, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to be okay with burning myself out this week because I have no idea how else I'm going to do it. Because Managed with the sustainable approach and with kind of being loving to myself and all of that, it's probably not going to work. And I kind of, I'm very tempted to tap into a very unhealthy work ethic for mm-hmm. at least for this week or for the next one and a half weeks, probably because it seems very unrealistic that I'm going to manage all my work without that. Risky. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard right now because, you know, the thing is, I've I have tried in the past, especially in the last two years of high school, I've tried to do that by limiting the time I sleep and all of that to gain more hours and hours in the day and to still be able to work at a more sustainable level. But that's also just going to lead to burnout because sleeping only for five, uh, four to five hours a day, a night, isn't really <laughs> sustainable long term. Yeah. Neither. So I'm really kind of I'm trying to prioritize like eating healthily and sleeping and moving at least doing some sort of sports every day or every few days um but 
apart from those things, I don't have that much time to do actual work, <laughs> you know? Mm. And between kind of commuting and I don't know, honestly, just I've noticed just little stuff like going grocery shopping can be so time consuming. It's it's actually yes. ridiculous. Agreed. Like sure you can listen you can listen to our podcast and you can try to do some Anki while you're waiting in the line, but you know, it's like two minutes here and there and it doesn't really do much mm. because you're not really focused on anything. It does. It does um, do something, but yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, and mm. yeah. I don't know. I'm just very tempted to to do something very unhealthy for the next and one and a half weeks and i'm trying to talk myself out of it yeah okay <laughs> first of all if it was only for the next two and a half weeks i <laughs> be of the opinion that it's fine to you to should find to break yourself you should, you should tell however myself, however you should tell me that's not okay yeah yeah, yeah. no no that no, no that comes <laughs> however <laughs> it might be more destructive for yourself to Break your 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 streak or your one hundred percent rule of of um, living in a healthy way that you build up for the last three months as a kind of habit. If you break that for two and a half weeks, you might get into the habit of repeatedly throwing in one or the other week of um, unhealthy living, and that might add up, and you might break your streak or your habit completely. And that's where you need to know where, how. How you react in those situations? Yeah, that's where. And just because, and the other thing is, just because those two and a half weeks you were supremely productive, you should watch out not to raise your limits higher because it was over the over the limit of burnout where you were that productive, where you noticed, man, I can do so much, and that's a nice feeling to do that much, yeah. so much, um, and then it might be hard to return to. The previous moment. Yeah. It's intuitive and I suppose watch out. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it can kind of get addictive at some point. I feel like once you realize how much you can do, once you have those like really intense phases of extreme productivity, it kind yeah. of gets addictive. And you kind of you kind of try to get to that same point as often as possible, which mm -hmm. obviously usually isn't isn't very healthy, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and okay. I guess my advice, if it, if it doesn't work out um, any different way, then go for it <laughs> and spend your two and a half weeks in uh, the burnout phase of productivity or in the burnout level yeah. of productivity. Um, but yeah. Keep in mind that return that you should return to a normal level, and um, yeah, just definitely. don't take that as an as an incentive to even take up more work next semester because you managed to do that last semester already, where you already had to exceed the limits of your sustainability ones. Um, right. From my experience, I'm also very prone to do that. <laughs> yeah. And. Yes, yeah. I think I also lived very unhealthy last week already yeah. <laughs> because of that. But. Yeah, it's hard, you know, because for me, it's like, okay, even if I were to now spend the last, uh, the next one half weeks or whatever, like on really intense workaholic mode, um, 
I'd still tell myself that even next semester, I still can do more because now I've learned to manage my time better. Or now, um, because honestly, some of the stuff that's kind of stressing me out right now is also kind of, you know, personal, family-rated stuff. Th yep. That's just taking a lot of time. Pre-Christmas and stress. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, okay, sure, that and apart from that, some other things. And it's just taking a lot of time um, and a lot of focus and attention. Mm -hmm. And I'm like you know, it's probably not going to be like that next semester. So I'm sure I can kind of <laughs> take yeah, that time no, that I've spent like on that. like family stuff and, you know, things like that. So, and there's also this part of me that again, just wants to push that limit further and further, because I think to some extent, that's the goal of being young or that's kind of a, mm -hmm. a big that's well, not the purpose, yeah. but it's one of the sub-purposes of being young. You know, you know. I think it's it's like, okay, how far can you push yourself? Because that's, yeah. I mean, obviously without dying and all of that, but how far can you actually go? And how productive and how healthy and how disciplined can you actually become? Um, because I very much feel like your 20s are probably the most crucial time of your life to do that. Because after that, you know, who knows, maybe you get married, you have kids and all of that, and you don't have time to do those things. Or you don't, you aren't, you just aren't in a position to do that because you have kids, you can't just burn yourself out every day, you know? Um, so, I don't and know. If you could hear the color red, then I, <laughs> I'd hear it right now. <laughs> sure. um, I don't know. Some Something... In the way you talk about about it makes me really feel not agreeing about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like the part of you, you are not in a position anymore to put yourself into burnout when you have kids and stuff. I think you don't want to be like, like you, you. You should not even want to be in a position where you could do that because you should want to have those kids and to have fun with those. But uh, that's another point now. Um, that was just about the language a bit. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. Um, yeah, man, I agree. You should try to find your boundaries. But you should also introduce a condition that doesn't land you in uh, with, with a therapist or uh, sure. in, in hospital. Um, because of some weird stress disease. Um, sure. I think you should you should really live by that condition. Like, sure. I think your normal should be close to like close to the. I think I really much agree with that cycle idea. I think yes, uh, you should. Yeah. Uh, your average should be close to the burnout line. And sometimes you are allowed to go over it, but afterwards, fucking accept and be fine with your free time and enjoy it. Yeah. And the cycle idea is very nice for me <laughs> because I'm not a person that likes continuity um, throughout the whole year in the sense of learning for physics the whole year round. I also want vacation and holiday and time where I can do something different and where I can take a break from the equations. And then I can come back even more motivated. And Right. 
then I have enough phase again for a semester and then I have vacation yeah, again. And then it's fine, but I think don't think it's that much about trying to live in a burnout phase that long that long. No. No, I'm 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 not currently. Again, it's just <clears throat> I guess I'm just trying to figure out a strategy to to deal mm. with those next one and a half weeks or whatever. But that's um it's good that you're that observant. I think you will take a lot away from the situation if you stay yeah. observant. Yeah, absolutely. And again, just to clarify, we're not workaholics at all. I feel like I'm wasting a lot of time during the day. Hmm. And I wonder why you, um, are you trying to justify yourself that much? Maybe you didn't become, maybe you, you don't accept self-awareness of you being a workaholic. No, I'm really, I'm so really I'm not, honestly. <laughs> honestly, I'm not. I'm, I'm. <laughs> How I many hours I'm, did you work this week already? <laughs> dude, dude, no, not at all that many, honestly. I feel, I feel like at heart. Uh, only, only much... 79, not 80. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm very much like like Ali Abdal, you know, in, at that regard, in that I'm really a waste man at heart. <laughs> I think I'm, yeah. I'm really a, I, I'm really lazy, honestly, I think, as a person <laughs> in most cases. And that's why I'm always trying to figure out the most effective ways to do things <laughs> because I don't like to like waste a lot of time doing stuff and learning stuff and all of that. Um but at the same time, I, I do have tendencies that may be considered the tendencies of a workaholic, but only in kind of, let's say, extreme situations, um, such as the next one and a half weeks or whatever. Um, or just when I, when I see that it is necessary to just crank up my game and just be a lot more focused than I usually am to achieve the things I want to achieve. Um, but honestly, most of the time, I'm probably pretty lazy and a waste man. So just want to clarify that. <laughs> nice. Okay, man. Well, well. Okay, man. <laughs> it's that been a long excursion. Uh, one and a half hours. I think I enjoyed it. <laughs> Definitely. We didn't come to that much of a conclusion. I guess we come, came to some conclusions in some areas. The big yeah. questions are still in the room, but we are clearer about the surroundings maybe a bit more. Um, I guess another another discussion, another meditation will bring us closer. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, other than that, yeah, I think it's been a nice episode. Sure. theoretical as well as applied and see you again next week and leave a like and subscription and whatever uh, the algorithm keeps <laughs> 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 <laughs>